Welcome back to Source Code, Decipher's weekly news podcast with input from our sources. Topping the news this week, Samba patched a vulnerability that could enable remote, unauthenticated attackers to execute arbitrary code as root on impacted installations. Samba is an interoperability software suite that implements the Server Message Block, or SMB, networking protocol, which provides file and print services. Researchers discovered an out-of-bounds heap read-and-write error in Samba with a critical 9.9 CVSS rating. However, researchers said they have not seen any active attacks exploiting the vulnerability. Dustin Childs, communications manager at Trend Micro's Zero Day Initiative, discusses the vulnerability and its impact. So Samba released a security update to address an unauthenticated remote code execution vulnerability uh, that occurs when configured, Samba is configured to handle time machine backups. It was originally demonstrated at Pondo in Austin. Uh, and after that time, a couple other people have found variants. Uh, so it's definitely something people should look out for, especially if they're using any device with uh, time machine backups that are run by Samba. This will be difficult to patch because a lot of different vendors have to get the update from Samba and then put it into their own system and then send it out to users. So there could be a very long tail with this as far as getting patches actually out to consumers. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. If you haven't received a patch already, you might still receive a patch in the future. In other news, the Department of Homeland Security this week launched a Cyber Safety Review Board, which will bring together private and public sector industry leaders to assess significant cybersecurity events with the aim of identifying and sharing the lessons learned from them. As part of their first review, board members will review and assess the Log4j vulnerability, how it is being exploited by various threat actors, and the actions taken by the government and private sector to mitigate the impact. In addition, the board will be tasked with making recommendations for addressing any ongoing flaws related to Log4j and recommendations for improving cybersecurity and incident response practices, as well as policy that is based on lessons learned from the flaw. The board is made up of 15 members, both from the private sector and government. Casey Ellis, founder and CTO at Bug Crowd, gives his thoughts on the new board. I'm I'm really excited to see it happen. Uh, you know, I, I think the uh, the list of, of folk that have been assembled, looking through it, you know, there's there's Dmitry Aparovich on there, there's Katie Mazuris, which is awesome, on there as well. Um, you know, folk that have been around the industry for a long time and and interacted with lots of different aspects of what you know cyber safety actually means. Um, I, I think that's that's one of the, the the big things about it. It's not just one particular aspect of the domain. Um, and and from you know a policy standpoint. Um, folks that are trying to form you know policy-based decisions around what to do with cyber if they're not broadly versed they can tend to zone in on one particular area and potentially miss the others or even cause an inadvertent consequence so the idea of it being as diverse as it is i think is fantastic um i really liked the uh the idea or the or the, uh, the signal of intent to focus up on log4j as as kind of the initial inc- incident um they, they want to dig through for the same reason, to be honest, like log4j was a, was a trash fire and it definitely got a lot of people's attention from from a you know cybersecurity marketing and awareness standpoint. So I think that's that just makes sense. Um, 
but it also revealed really the just the depth and and kind of the um the magnitude of the supply chain uh, issue you know what is in our software how do we how do we patch it how do we understand if it's vulnerable or not how do we respond when we figure out there's a problem um it was about as dramatic a version of that as i've seen for, for quite some time so to be able to <clears throat> look at what happened with log4j itself but then also go through all of the adjacent things that that it kind of triggered and highlighted that need to be probably the last thing is just you know the, my understanding of the charter is really focused up on on incident review um like i've seen a lot of that come out there's there's other things i'm sure they'll they'll be doing but this idea of when there is a, a an internet trash fire um, it's their job to basically unpack that and figure out what the lessons are and make sure that those are disseminated and acted on wherever they can be um yeah the frequency of those trash fires is increasing steadily i've seen <clears throat> seen that through my entire tenure at bug crowd every time it happens we see customers come up and freak out and ask for help and we see researchers jumping in trying to be helpful identifying issues all that sort of stuff and there's a cadence of that that's been steadily increasing over the past you know really 10 years but particularly accelerating over the past three um, so this idea of being able to say okay this is an incident that we're going to get together sit around and, and review and, and try to unpack for a broader audience i think that's it's the right time to be doing that the board will deliver a public version of a report based on their findings over the summer. Thanks for listening in to this week's Source Code podcast.